Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Over Podcast, episode 84. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host to my right. He is the 10th wonder of the world, the puncher of walls, Rich Garcia, dicklish himself. Hey, 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 welcome, everyone. 84 in, dude. Amazing. 84 in, 84 out. Uh, I like that. Lasted longer than WCW on top of uh, WWE. We've had a longer run than WCW's 83 weeks. You're absolutely right. So we're going to keep the train going, guys. Uh, But, you know, um, so much going on in the world of wrestling this week. Uh, We have a new Intercontinental title look. We have uh, news on ACH, a.k.a. Jordan Miles. We have... um, Takeover, I think. This week has been. This week's insane. This is Survivor Series weekend. Um, you know, as you mentioned with the news, with, with what's going on, um, Jim Cornette. We got a lot to get into this a week. A lot dude. to get into this week. But before we get into that, you know, we got to do it. Let's give it up to our sponsors. Let's give it up to LapelYeah.com. If you're ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to LapelYeah.com. Use our promo code Put Me Over, and in turn, that website will put you over, and you'll get twenty percent off your entire order. Uh, act fast because supplies are limited. Also, make sure to go check out our friends at Grudge Match Brand Apparel on Instagram. Uh, turn on them notifications. They're having like a huge Black Friday sale going on right now. All past shirts that were limited, they unlocked the vault, guys. The vault has been unlocked, and you're going to be able to pick any design you want from any of their shirts that they've run. Um, make sure to go check them out. Turn them notifications on. And if you're ever in the market for some Put Me Over merchandise, go to our website, putmeover.com. For all of your Put Me Over podcast merchandise wants and needs, we got phone cases, we got hoodies, we got some hot new vinyl stickers up in the shop. Uh, go check it out. Any anything you guys purchase from there, you get something, and then we get something. It's a it's a it's a give and take, guys. We got to keep this ship afloat for another eighty three weeks at least. Uh, so make sure you go check out our website. And um, that that's all we got for the plugs, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. Um, you can find us on all platforms. Uh, you type you type in any podcast uh, app you want, we're there. You go to YouTube, we're there. You go to Pornhub, we're there. Oh, we're especially on Pornhub. So go check us out. Uh, spread the gospel. Spread the word. Uh, we got to keep this show rolling, though. Um, so with that being said, let's get into the news. Let's get into some dicks. Dirty news. What? Take it away, Dick. Well, we did mention um, in the beginning that this has definitely been a newsworthy week, and possibly the biggest news so far has been uh, the whole fiasco involving Jim Cornette and NWA Power. Oh, my God. So sad. Where do we begin with this? Uh, Well, uh, this most recent episode on Tuesday, uh, I don't know if those who have watched it, um, great episode of NWA Power. Um, right off the bat, I'll say this: the, the episodes of Power have been consistently great. Uh, check it, check it, go out of the way and watch it. Um, during the match, in the beginning of the match between Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch, uh, Jim Cornette made a comment saying that Trevor Murdoch is uh, tougher than a. Well, I, I, I'm gonna paraphrase it: tougher than a dude driving through Ethiopia with strapped a bucket of fried chicken. I mean, not exactly the quote, but close enough to it. Um, and that generated a ton of controversy. Uh, yeah, I mean, not not a good look. Um, since then, Jim Cornette has resigned from NWA Power, which sucks because he was perfect for it. Um, and the show has been so good 
recently. It sucks that you know there's controversy and now there's no more Jim Cornette. A lot. He's a very polarizing dude. Absolutely. Uh, you either like him or you hate him. I respect him. I think he says a lot of stupid shit that gets him in a lot of trouble. Uh, but you know, you you can't you you one. It was not something good to say. Right. Um. And then he came out and later said it wasn't racially motivated. Well, still, I mean. This is, yeah, so this is what happened. The exact quote he said, and I, we, we were able to pull it up, was that uh, Trevor Murdoch, he's the only man I've ever known that can strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. Now, uh, this this joke, I mean, it, this joke's been around for a long time, and Cornette has said this before. He's definitely said it um, in the 80s um, during his tenure with, uh, with the NWA. Um, back then, uh, during that time, Ethiopia was going through some of the worst um, famine, and to a greater extent, Africa. It was uh, they were going through some severe famines, uh, severe famines uh, crisis that was going on, and um, and that was material that was used back then by comedians and by um, you know, and, and it was used. See, but that that's his problem. He's still stuck exactly. in the eighties and seventies. And, and and back then, you can get away with stuff like that. You can say something like that. I'm not saying that it was that it justified it or not. Um, you can say stuff like that back then. You can't really you can't say that now in 2019. It's it, it is a much different era, and looking back at it, it was definitely a joke that was in poor taste in 1985, and it's still it's even worse now in 2019. Um, Cornette did say on on, the, on his podcast on on Friday that the joke was definitely not racially motivated, and that it was used like in the same manner as like a Don Rickles joke or a George Carlin joke back then. Yeah, but I mean. The fried chicken was the I I mean that that's the thing that I yes. thought was shitty. I mean, I you could have said anything. You could have said anything, um, but that I mean, like fried maybe chicken, not watermelon. The <laughs> fried chicken and watermelon, I mean, stereotypically have been used as a joke against a cheeseburger would have would have been sounded Prob- way better. Probably yeah, but um, but at the same time, like. It's kind of shitting on Ethiopia at exactly the same time. too as well. That's um, another thing because I mean they were really bad back 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 in the day. I'm sure I don't know what it's like these days. I mean I still see those uh, commercials at like two a.m. Um, with the really sad music. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know with with stuff like this, especially like in these days, um, with the internet being the way it is. People get offended by anything, so this was just ripe for the picking to people for people to be upset, right. and rightfully so. Um, I thought it was in bad taste, um, and it. What's crazy is the show is taped. Um, the fact that no one caught it, absolutely. And uh, we we had this uh, we had this uh, conversation a few days ago. Um, we were messaged each other. Uh, this show was taped on uh, September thirtieth. So, uh, NWA Power they had um, a series of tapings on, done on that day. When they released this episode, this episode was released on Tuesday, um, Tuesday the nineteenth, I believe, and that's when this episode was released. They had several weeks to um, to go ahead and edit out uh, that line. Um, now, in in their minds, they probably didn't think they probably didn't think it was necessary, but um, once once people got wind of it and they received this backlash, then. They had no choice but to apologize and and to say that this was um that, that it was definitely a line that was used in bad taste. With Jim Cornette, he did not apologize about that. Oh, I think my headphones just died. Okay, sorry. Oh no, you're good. Keep going. And uh, he didn't apologize uh, at the time, and that's where the falling out had happened. Uh, you know, Jim Cornette's a very um very stubborn person. 
Um, in his mind, he thinks he's right in, in a lot of situations. Yeah. Um, and he's also stuck in that mindset of, of, of um, in that 70s, 80s mentality. And you can't do that now, especially if you're um, especially in a very politically conscious uh, environment that we live in today. You can't really do that anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, he's going to have to find a new job or something because um that shit just isn't gonna fly i'll be i'll days. be honest with you i don't think he's gonna be doing any more of this i mean just given the environment that 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 we live in now and just the fact that what he said like he's just i don't think he's gonna be able to i mean i don't think he would want to recover from that he's got his he's got his own podcast so he's gonna i think he's happy with do, just doing that yeah just stick with that and but the, the, but, the but the sad thing about that though is that um as we mentioned Power is very great, and Jim Cornette brought a lot to that uh, to that show with his commentary. He absolutely did. Uh, it was the perfect fit for him. What What do they do now? Do they redo all the comment? But what about segment? Like, That's a good question. That's a good question. Because um, they have a lot. I'm sure they have a lot more shows in the in the can ready to, ready to yes. keep go out. Yeah, especially if they've already if they already taped a good portion of those episodes back then. You know? Yeah. So. You're still gonna see him on TV. Uh, maybe g- going forward, he's not gonna be on the show, but um, he's gonna be around for, for sure. For a he's few not weeks. gonna be on their pay per view coming up on December 14th, I believe. Yeah, that sucks, he, man. He, so he's definitely not gonna be there. Um, but it, it absolutely is a huge loss for them. And um, you know, it's just one of those things where, like nowadays, you gotta be careful with what you say now more than ever. Um, and Cornette is especially a guy who is, a, like as you mentioned, very polarizing. Uh, there's he has a lot of enemies as well, and also he has his supporters. He has his um, he has his fan base. When you say stuff like that, you're gonna you're gonna piss off, and you're, you're gonna be very polarizing. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the he could have said cheeseburger, and that would have been just as good as what he said. Um, and then you know, it's just. Not a good joke. No, it, it definitely, it definitely is not. I make a lot of stupid jokes. We have a fucking Bulgogi Hogan on the show, right? Um, and sometimes he says some stupid shit that you know we obviously don't agree with, or we would endorse. But it's for a bit. Uh, when you're on, you know, a television show and you're running it kayfabe, you, you can't, you can't rely on. Oh, it was a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was, that excuse it was a is no longer good. Uh, so I mean. Sucks to suck, but so long, Jim Cornette. We barely knew ye. Uh, what else we got, Dick? But um, yeah, so that was uh, the big. That was one of the big news this week. And um, ACH, we, we we've been talking about ACH for a lot of race going on. It is. It's a very. It's it's definitely a very. I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but um, the ACH situation looks like it might have finally climaxed, and he was Climax. finally granted his release. Uh. Hey, hey, I see what you did right there. Um, yeah, this was a long time coming. Uh, you know, the writing was on the wall. He burned everything down. Absolutely. He was the Seth Rollins of Bridges. Um, Nash Bridges. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Uh, oh, Bo there Bridges. we go. Bo, Bo Bridges. Bridges. Oh, the Bridges clan. A lot of Bridges. Um, but yeah, so ACH is finally gone. Uh, no longer Jordan Miles. He, I mean, he booked, he was booking indie dates before he was even officially released. Um, and, you know. Good for him. He got what he wanted. Um, now, does this set a precedent for other people like Sin Cara that wants to be released and Luke Harper that wants to be released? Can they just go out and start talking shit and get released? You know, it's 
this is a situation where WWE had no choice but to release him. They could not keep him under contract. It was such a toxic, a toxic, a toxic situation for both sides. If he, if they decided to keep him, then ACH would have been like, "Well, they're they're keeping me against my will." Yeah, and, and then, he was ready to be like, "Well, I'm an independent contractor," and you know, it was just gonna be a really bad PR move for y- WWE to keep. Yeah, on. just that whole situation became incredibly ugly. He could still go out and talk shit though. He can just because he's gone doesn't mean he he can hold anything back. I mean, unless unless he signed an NDA or something, that could that could be the case as well. I mean, he might he might have to have signed that saying that you know. For we'll let you go, par- but I won't talk shit. For a yeah. certain period of time, you cannot say anything about the company. Otherwise, we will. Uh, we will use that against you in court. I mean, absolutely, they can use that. Um, I guarantee that's they, what they, they did. can do. That well, that was they the, should because they're trying to protect their interests. That was probably the stipulation. Uh, we'll let you go, but you better sign this fucking NDA so we we don't hear you talking shit about exactly. us exactly. And this whole situation. Can't wait for that kayfabe commentary. Oh, I know. Um, what is he gonna say? Like this whole situation with ACH has just. I mean, it's just. I mean, there's something obviously clearly going on with him. Um, the t-shirt situation it wasn't the only reason i mean i'm sure that was probably i mean that was the that had to been like the thing that tipped him over the edge well he won that breakout tournament and yes. then nothing happened he didn't do anything after that i've seen more trevor lee than i have of uh ACH. yeah Jordan exactly Miles. um so i mean there was probably a lot going on behind the scenes and then the shirt probably was the tipping point it was a really tipping point set him off um and he's such a talented dude um Go go go! Do better things. Go be better. Um, I I'm a huge ACH fan. A lot of people were talking shit about this guy. I have a lot of respect for him. Um, I I have a lot of respect for people that stand up for what they believe in. And I I got Jordan Miles, ACH's back one thousand. He's a talented dude. And don't get me wrong about don't get me wrong. It's just this whole situation is just like at this point you had no choice but to release him. And that's why I think it's a little different. Say with uh, Luke Luke Harper and Sin Cara. And even uh, Killer Cross in um, in um, Impact, he's not happy. He's he's not been happy for a long time with, at Impact, and he's seen his that his girlfriend is now signed to NXT. He wants to go over there as well. Scarlett Bardot. Scarlett Bardot, exactly. It's it's a it's a it's a different situation, but um, it, it it's a fair it's a fair thing to say though. Like if you're if you have to if you have to release ACH, then by in a situation then at the same time, then you should be able to release these guys who are not happy, but. Yeah, why? Why would you want to just keep people around that aren't happy? Like, I feel or if like you're not using them, if you're not using them, like, why keep them around? Just to just so they won't go to AW or go somewhere else. You're just like, hogging the talent just out of then, and that's and that's also another effect of the AW effect is that now you're hoarding talent just so that way the other team doesn't use it. You don't want them to use the, their their skill set or put them in a better situation or however the case may be. Because I mean, I guess they're still getting paid, but. For people that I mean, wrestling is an art form, and these are artists. When you yes. when it all boils down to it, these guys are artists. They go out there and they put on spectacular matches, um, and they want to tell good stories. And if you're just holding them back, just to hold them back because you can, uh, that's kind of fucked up. That's really fucked up. Yeah, and and then in the case with Sin Cara, um, Sin Cara, you know, um, who is it? Hunico? Uh, Hunico. Yeah, Hunico. Original Sin Cara is gone. Yeah, original Sin Cara is gone. So Hunico, uh, the guy who's playing Sin Cara now, he's in his early forties. And he's kind of, and he's at this point of his life where like he wants to do something. He wants to like, 
he sees that there's more to life after um, after WWE. Well, and I'm he, sure he sees the Lucha Bros go out and tear the house down in AEW, and he's not, like, fuck. And, and not just Lucha Bros. I mean, you look at guys look who Look at are, CMML and AAA. Like, they're fucking yeah. tearing it up right now. And then you also look at, like, guys who are older, older than him. I mean, perfect example being PCO. This guy's in his 50s. And he's going to get a title shot. He's going to get an ROH uh, World Heavyweight title shot he's, soon. He's beasting on another level. He's right on now. a different level. Our um, truth. Our truth is in his um, late 40s, early 50s. Chris Jericho. Um, <laughs> Jericho, yeah. I mean, you look at these guys who are uh, older than him, and yet they, they have like this renaissance in their career. And I can't blame uh, Hunico for wanting to leave and you know getting an opportunity because he's not going to get that opportunity in WWE. No, he was supposed to be like the second coming of Rey Mysterio. They they had big plans for him and th- for the whole Sin Cara character as a whole. Um, I remember th- I really liked it when they did uh, Sin Cara uh, Negro versus the original Sin Cara. Like that was a really cool yes. thing that they could have done a lot with. But Mystico, uh, the original Sin Cara, just didn't pan out uh, for for anything. He botched. Like crazy, he was just not a good fit. Uh, Mystico was just not a good fit for WWE. Hunico, that was uh, Triple H's first, yes, big signing. You saw, uh, you saw backstage, correct? I did. Yes. Let's get into let's that. Get, let's get your thoughts on the backstage into the whole CM Punk backstage. Uh, um, I've been watching backstage since since it started. I I think it's a cool one hour show. Um, you know, not behind the, it's it's weird. It's like a work shoot kind of show. Um, they have. Guests come in. Last week, I think they had uh, Gabriel Iglesias, a fluffy guy, yes. come in and cut a promo. Um, this week, who do they have this week? Oh, David Arquette. David Arquette was oh, on the show. Oh, so fucking bad. I'm Dave, David Arquette's a great guy, I, I bet, but I mean, it was really I, bad. I love David Arquette, but I've heard like when he did, did that promo and went to promo school, he did not get a positive response. Which is a cool segment. They had um, Akbar, uh, I can't say his last name, but he's on this fantasy football show that I watch. Um, he was he was on the show, and he cut an awesome promo against Christian. Um, and then to see David Arquette go out there uh, and really shit the bed in front of CM Punk, he looked nervous, which is crazy because I mean David Arquette's a movie star, but and I a mean, wrestler as and well. a wrestler we've we've seen him. Um, he just seemed really nervous out there. Uh, it wasn't a good it wasn't a good look. But at the same time, let's get let's talk about the the main the main thing about this. Yes. Uh, CM Punk opens up to Renee Young on the show. Um, I I thought he said a lot of really cool uh, things that you know we all talk about uh, but it was nice to see someone like him uh go on live tv and talk about yeah, it yeah and it was nothing groundbreaking that he said because i mean everyone has been saying it outside of the bubble it's just that he happened to say it while being semi in the bubble if, if you if that makes sense yeah um so cm punk coming out and uh he he basically said you know it's micromanaged it's overproduced and we've said it here on this show uh plenty of times i'm sure it's it's not a secret um, and it was no secret be- before he left WWE five, wait, six years ago, right? Six years ago, yeah. Um, and, you know, the the whole three, two, one countdown to CM Punk coming in, you know, it was kind of cheesy, but it didn't break the internet like I feel like they are claiming no, that it did. No, um, no. And, and you can't break the internet by having him show up on, um, on that show. You show up on fucking SmackDown, you're going to break the internet. Yes. In Chicago, they're they're in Chicago for four days this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and you mean to tell me that he's going to make his debut on their studio show that's on Tuesday in Los Angeles, a show that originally drew 40,000 people. This week's show did go up to 180,000 people. It did draw numbers. So it tripled. It tripled. It's it's increased. Is that math? 
I think that's math. Quadrupled. Quadrupled. But, but the point being, though... It got a lot more people. It got a lot more people because he's on the show. Yes. But it, nowhere did it break the internet, and nowhere did it make that big of an impact. It would have been so cool to just be regular SmackDown, you know, normal show. It's going little by little. And then all of a sudden, you know, a segment with Roman Reigns, and then... You hear the cult of personality. The crowd would have fucking exploded. Everyone would have lost their minds. And then you walk out and be like, hey, guys, watch backstage. I'm going to be on this show next week. And drop the mic, say pipe bomb, and then fucking walk out. That would have been perfect. But instead, he came out to a studio a studio full of you know people holding microphones and stuff. Didn't get the same impact. Didn't no, it did have not. the same effect. Uh, but he made it very clear that he is not a WWE employee. Um, he is employed by Fox, and this is only, this isn't going to be a full time gig for him. He's going to show up, you know, every other week or whatever. Not he's not going to be a regular on the show. So it's going to be interesting to see um, if the ratings go up and down. If CM Punk is actually you know going to have a long lasting effect on the yes. show. Yes. And do you think do you think it's going to be periodically because? Uh, Given like let's say next week or, he, or let's say um let's say he's not on the show next week. I, mean, I believe he's gonna be advertised to be on the show next week. If I'm he has to be on the show. To, okay, there yep. he has to be on the show every week because I feel like if he's not on the show and the ratings show the impact, they're gonna have that knee jerk reaction like, oh man, we gotta get him on the show every week. And I feel like they're at that level now. But I don't think he signed the contract to be there every week. I think he's gonna come in periodically, and you know maybe the cra- the fans are just gonna have to deal with it. Um, and I think that's that's his mindset. Not and not just the fans, but also WWE as well. Like they need to like just realize what they're getting themselves into, and not just overreact to the slightest decrease or to a um or to them getting beaten in the ratings and stuff like that. Just let it happen and go from there. Yeah. Um. And you know this is it's a WWE thing, but it's really a Fox thing. This is yes. a Fox show. It's not a WWE show. Um. I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, fingers in the pot, but I don't think it's a real thing. I noticed the fact that when Renee Young was talking to CM Punk, they never said sports entertainment. Like, she said, you've been away from wrestling, not sports entertainment. If this was a Vince McMahon-ran show, it would have been, so you've been away from sports entertainment for six years. Uh, Why come back? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it felt very refreshing for 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 her to say that. And... And that's how you know Vince is not on the show. Vince doesn't have his hands on the show is when you say small things like that. And Little those buzzwords small, and stupid shit. And those small things do make a difference. They make a big difference in the long run. It feels real. It doesn't feel produced. It feels like they're just having a conversation, um, which is you know what they want to go for. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, CM Punk. I'm a big fan of what they're doing on backstage. And I'm interested to see where they go from here. He has to be on the show next week and then maybe the, the following week uh, not be on. Uh, but he doesn't. Have, oh, is that the Raw GM? The anonymous Raw GM <laughs> is back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so keep it up. I'm, I'm interested to see what he says. Um, he he made it clear that people want him to come back, and he needs a little bit more time. He needs, but it's gonna happen. Mark my word, CM Punk will be back in the ring. Uh, when? No idea. I don't see it happening at WrestleMania this year. I don't see it. I he could make a, an appearance this weekend at one of the shows. NXT still needs a fifth member on on Team NXT. Man, he hasn't wrestled. With the, he hasn't been in the ring in six years. That's 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 a major ring rust that he has. But the pop the he pop would get would be insane. Yeah, you're uh, you're, you're right. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, 
I I think I think eventually I'm not going to rule out the fact that he will never wrestle again because I never say never in wrestling. I think he will have at least one more match, but it it may not be anytime soon. It's not going to be in Saudi Arabia. No, that's no. for sure. No, hopefully not. It, he's already said he's not. He's not ever going to go over there. Uh, which good. Uh, what else we got, Dick? All right. Well, I think of some of the news we, we, could, we could talk to as far as the shows go, because I, I, I really want to get into um, the shows, because we got a lot to cover for the shows this week. Uh, are the road, the road to Survivor Series is uh, was upon us this entire week on all three shows. Yeah, um, it was kind of. I mean, there was too many run-ins. I feel like uh, yes. this week in wrestling uh, in WWE TV, especially. Um, it's going across all all three shows. Uh, let me get my notes out here. Um, Raw. Let's let's just get into Raw. Um, they actually gave a lot of time to Tozawa and Buddy Murphy, uh, which is a great way to get the the cruiserweights over without like blasting us in the face. Like these are cruiserweights. These are just just guys out there. Um, it was really cool seeing Tozawa out there. But Murphy gets the win. Uh, but Tozawa looked awesome in this match. Uh, yes, he deserves a, a huge push. I think. And you need to you need to take advantage of what you have on the roster. I mean, you want to get you especially want to get Buddy Murphy over because I think there is something more to Buddy Murphy than him just being pigeonholed in the two hundred five division. Tozawa is a great hand in the ring. You can always use him and plug him anywhere. Um, you just got to utilize what you have in the ring, and you got to give you got to show these guys, show other guys and give them get them over as well. Yeah. Um. So. Really cool thing, and on on top of that, um, he's actually the one knocking on Alistair Black's door. Uh, so we're gonna get that um, maybe a pre-show match at at Survivor Series. Uh, we'll see. And yeah, because Alistair Black kept talking about this for weeks. Like, come knock on my door. When someone finally knocked on his door, he he he's, it's like, oh shit! Like, wh- who was knocking on my door? Like, yeah, he he came out after Buddy Murphy left. I'm pretty sure he was taking a shit. He was taking a shit at or the time. Um, yeah, he was maybe taking a nap or something. It's dark in that room. Um, Probably full so, of shit as well. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was cool to see that uh, interaction. So we're gonna finally get some Alistair Black in our lives, which I feel like, you know, when when they called up him and Ricochet, and you know they had that first call up, uh, we were like, there's no way they can they there's no way they can fuck this up. And little by little, they did. They fucked up Alistair Black. And you know, if he's injured, that's fine. Like he doesn't need to be on TV. If he's injured, let him be off TV, let him recover, and then when you're ready to utilize him, then go ahead and, and, and um, put him, in, put him in, in on TV and advertise him. Not advertise him, and I mean, instead of him being injured and then he's on the show every week for it, I feel like his, his stock has gone down so much. Yeah. Um, you know, he had, a, he had that little f- mini feud with uh, Cesaro, which I, I thought was a great pre-show match again. Yeah. Um let's just see where where this goes from here. I I think they can dig him out. I don't think he's he's any danger of, you know, being buried or something, but no. we'll see we'll see where where it goes from here. Um Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre actually had a really good match too. Um I, I love I love this match. It was a it was a great match all the way through. Just the ending though, like it it, it the ending was a flat ending. Everything was going good until Triple H's music came, uh, hit. They go to a commercial break, and then all of a sudden, you don't see Drew McIntyre in the ring. It's like he disappeared. Yeah, what was that about? I have no idea. Like, I didn't, I didn't understand why that was the case. <laughs> I was like, where the fuck did he go? Like, no finish to the match at all? No finish. No finish at all. Um, yeah, I did not like that. Uh, where is my notes at? 
Oh yeah, that that's what it was. Uh, Triple H comes out and he's trying to recruit Kevin Owens. Is that is that what's going on? Yes. Um, they try to recruit him, and instead it was a, it was an ambush where um where uh, where the undisputed era take out Kevin Owens. That's right. Um, I did notice Triple H being like, "What what the hell, guys? Why'd you do that for?" Um, so I don't know. Maybe they maybe they pulled the trigger to before Triple H wanted them to. I don't think that's going to have anything to do with uh, what's going on. Um, but the thing with 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 all this is um, I still don't know who's on Team NXT going into Survivor Series. For the men. For the men, Cor- yes. Yeah. And, um, the women, too. I don't think they announced the women. They did announce the women on SmackDown, as a matter of fact. Oh, did they really? Okay. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a bit when we get to, when we get to the SmackDown notes. But you're right. They did not announce who's going to be on the NXT team for the, the men NXT team. Uh, hopefully, we'll find out tonight when when uh, when TakeOver um, show, when, when, when TakeOver's uh, live. Maybe we'll get some idea as far as what's going to happen. But uh, as of right now, as of this recording, we don't know who's going to be on Team NXT. I do want to mention real quick, though, um, since we're on the topic of great matches that are getting inter- in, in, interfered, uh, Seth and Andrade, I thought was a great match. I yes. Thought was, I thought it was a very good match, very solid match, up until uh, Lucha House Party got involved where they're wearing their blue shirts. Like, I, I <sighs> That, yeah, I, it was too many run-ins. I felt like they were doing good matches, um, and then they just got kind of shit on. Yeah, exactly. Like... They, if they didn't do the run-ins, I would have said Raw would have been a much better show. NXT would have been NXT would have been um, phenomenal. SmackDown would have been a little better, but they just they had to they had to play this whole invasion angle, like this whole um, um, the brand supremacy BS. That I'm just like I don't who gives you, a shit. Yeah, <laughs> these guys were just these guys were just drafted a month ago on their brands. Yeah, it's not like. They want us to care so much, like 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 we don't watch Raw and SmackDown, like we just watch one show and like we think, oh yeah, Raw's the best show. Like, no one talks like that. I don't I don't think of that at all. And for some of the guys that are on, like um like an Apollo Cruz for sh- like an Apollo Cruz, let's say, why should he care about uh saying that SmackDown's a superior band if he's not even utilized? <laughs> yeah. If he's just sitting in the back and catering, like what? Yeah, like SmackDown has the best catering. I'm gonna go out there and fight. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Oh my god. Yeah, so not I mean that obviously Andrade deserves way more than what he's getting. Um yeah, he gets featured here and there and he puts on a good match, but then they drop him and they we just forget about him and it's Andrade Cien Almas. Not um, Andrade. Not just Andrade. Uh, but yeah, they're still having Becky Lynch team with Charlotte. Um uh, right? You know, I don't understand this whole tag team be- between Becky and Charlotte like because a few months, a few weeks ago, there it was supposed to be Becky and Natalia that were getting the title shots, correct? Yes. And something had happened with Natalia where Charlotte had got in, and it was supposed to be Becky and Charlotte. But was it the original plan? Weren't they supposed to be going for the tag team championships? There was supposed to be. I think they had a match. Ugh, I don't remember, but they were supposed to have a tag team title match. Um, I think it was a couple weeks ago. It was two, it was two weeks ago, somewhere around there. Okay. Um, but yeah. We still getting this uh, Lashley Lana oh thing. God. I thought that he was gonna fuck her in the middle of the ring, dude. He should have at this point, because I mean, WWE's fucking us, so why not just have <laughs> actual fucking in there? And you know, No Way Jose uh, makes an appearance. I forgot about that. guy. I want to go back real quick to that uh, Lana uh, Lashley oh, Rusev yeah. BS. Uh, 
love triangle. So they um they decided to make it a little little more realistic by having the uh, the papers up there. They went to an actual courthouse yeah. to get the papers and they even they had their real names. They used their real names. Uh uh CJ Perry and Miroslav Barnishev. <laughs> I couldn't read that. I I uh, I'm surprised I even I'm sure I butchered his name, but speaking of butchered, she butchered the whole thing. Yes. 90 Lashley had to come out and say, "You mean ninety feet?" You mean 90 Which, feet. what fucking world is a ninety foot restraining order? I've never heard of that. Ninety miles. Well, because she said it first, ninety miles, and then Lashley's she, like, uh, "It's actually ninety feet." And she's like, "Oh yeah, ninety feet." I get. But, but she also says something else as well. What she said, I think it was like ninety something as well before uh, she, it became ninety yard, ninety feet. I think it was like ninety. 90 years or something like that. Some, it was something stupid. Like, like it, it was either time or something like with that where she she messed up that m- messed up as well. She butchered yeah. that uh, butcher spot as well. It, this whole situation needs to die down. Like the it's, sooner it's not. It's not now. They now they have an angle where Rusev can stand at the top of the ramp and look at her make out with Bobby Lashley uh, instead of l- watching them do it right above him. 90 feet. I mean, I get like in a in a. In the wrestling world, like that makes sense. Like if it was ninety miles, or if it was five miles away, it's normally a five mile restraining order, right? Isn't that like standard? You know, I'm not sure how restraining orders work. If uh, anyone you've never had one, I never had one. I, I'm surprised. I'm shocked. Yeah, surprisingly. <laughs> um, any of our listeners that have had restraining orders or know the idea of restraining please let us know how it works. I'm, I'm curious to know. Yeah, um, but for a wrestling angle, I mean, ninety feet. Obviously, they can. Be, they work together. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Um, and that was pretty much raw. I fast forwarded most of this after after that uh, Kevin Owens uh, match. Uh, Rey Mysterio had a, I thought Rey Mysterio had a good promo. Um, and then you know we kick, we end the show with Triple H and NXT invading, and he pretty much says SmackDown Raw. The doors are open if you guys want to come on Wednesday. Hit hit a watch hint, NXT hey, this week. Come watch NXT guys. We really need your help. Speaking of which, how did NXT do in the ratings this week? All right, so um, let me go ahead and pull it up. I got the I got the breakdown right here. NXT won for the first time in the um, in the competition against AEW. They were able to draw a total of uh, nine hundred thirteen thousand versus uh, NXT's eight ninety three. First L, and somewhere I can hear Byron jumping for joy. Yeah, and the, the thing about that is, this is something that should not be celebrated by WWE and um it took a lot this is what they had to do to win to beat NXT and AEW. Th- I'm sorry AEW you're right they had to get both superstars on the main on Raw and SmackDown to come to NXT to advertise hey what's going to happen come watch us so it was it wasn't just NXT's roster that won it was the entire WWE roster that beat AEW and if you if you break down the numbers even further the key demographic, the eighteen to four, that, that eighteen to thirty-four demographic, NXT is still losing, and that's the one that the advertisers want. That's, that's the what's going to bring in. That's the, money. the one they want the most. Although this week the gap did drop a little bit, um, because the uh, the eighteen to thirty-four demographic was a three point oh for NXT compared to three point nine, and for the for a good while or so they would double, sometimes even triple that demographic. Wow. Um, but a real interesting stat that I found out um about both shows is. The median age, NXT's average age before this week's show was fifty-two years old, and and AEW was forty-two years old. 
That's that's a pretty big difference. That's a big age difference. That's right a decade. There. That's a decade. Um, and you want you want that younger crowd. I mean, obviously, fifty two and forty two isn't. That's like the average age. It's like the average between whoever watches the show. Um, that, that a lot of old fucks watching wrestling. Dude. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> wrestling wrestling is not geared toward the younger audience. It, uh, well, it has been for years. It it's has been selling has toys been. and you know all this bullshit. Um, but for the majority, guys like us watch wrestling. We grew up watching wrestling. It's yeah. It's now targeted. To, I mean, I don't want to say targeted, but the demographic is the the generation that grew up watching wrestling is now the average age. We're we're now we're not the young crowd anymore. No, we, we are the ninety nine percent. We are unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Getting older, brother. You know, I yawned or I stretched yesterday, and I think I pulled a muscle in my stomach. <laughs> um, that's how old I am. Yeah, we're getting we're getting old, dude. Like when you I can't even stretch when I use the bathroom, my my legs fall asleep. Oh my god! Have your balls fallen asleep while taking a dump? Not my balls, not yet. My, at least my balls have fallen asleep. My my legs fallen asleep when I've taken a dump, and then like when I'm ready to get up, I have to wait a little bit. Yeah, I uh, I just smack myself in the leg, or. Yeah. You know what I should do is I should bust a Mick Foley and uh, grab a pin and just sh- shake myself in the oh leg. Oh, my God. No. You, you remember that? I do remember that. Whenever his leg would, like, get dislocated, he would stab himself he with a He would stab pen. himself with a pin. Or it was something. Yeah, it was weird. It was with a pin. And um, that was, uh, yeah, that's a. Uh, he that's also used, yeah, I, I'll, I'll rip my own hair out, too. Uh, let's get to NXT, dude. Um, Becky Lynch back for the first time in, what, four years, something like it's that? It's been four plus years. Um, and she fights Rhea Ripley, who is probably my favorite woman on the NXT brand. Um, she's, so you, she's up there. You have the hottest WWE, the man, Becky Lynch, um, going against one of the top talents. And to me, this is more of a money match than Shayna Baszler. Even though Shayna is the champ, um, I see way more money in Rhea Ripley. Uh, she's got the look. She looks like a badass, you know? Yes. Um, and I'd be afraid to fight her. She's She's like tough you know um her and becky go out and have a really good match not match the night but we'll get to that great great match re ripley has all the tools to be a um to be a dominant women's champion a woman's wrestler she could be a main eventer uh she has everything to her yeah she's still young and she's hot yes everything everything she has um her i think her and tony storm they are some of the they're 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 the two top women in uh that came out of nxt uk oh absolutely yeah there's so much potential with those two. They can do anything they want with them. Uh, great match between those two. Um, um, unfortunately, got... Unfortunately. Another run-in. Another so run-in. This is the theme of the week. I think this podcast name is going to be a run-in. Run-in mania. Run-in mania, running wild, brother. Um, you have Shayna Baszler, Jessamyn Duke, Marina Shafir coming in and causing the, the disqualification. Double DQ, I guess. Um, but then Lynch and Ripley fight them off, and it was... So weird. All this different things going on that really don't make sense. Right. What happened? Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, it's definitely. Why a am lot, I trying to it, make sense it's, of it's all this? It's a lot to make sense of. Um, essentially, like, especially when it, like, the, you have a raw and an NXT uh, talent fighting off an NXT faction that they heals. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, especially when sh- um, Rhea Ripley c- came out. You know, to confront Becky, you know, to prove a point, and then they they like fight together. It's it's it was very strange. Um, another run in, 
Uh, Kona Reeves was going to have a match. Just kidding. Uh, Ricochet fucks him up before the match even starts. So we get Ricochet versus Matt Riddle. That's a treat. That was a super treat. Um, I, I, I love this match. Um, and you get Riddle beating Ricochet, which is, I mean, that goes to show you how much they believe in Matt Riddle. Absolutely. Um, I mean, um, it was a short match. Um, of course, there, there were the, ch- uh, the Spanish shenanigans in there involving uh, Cesaro. Cesaro. Not another run in. Did you see how Cesaro dressed? He looked very. He looked like a dad on vacation. Yeah, he did <laughs> with his with his baseball hat, and yeah, it was very strange. Nakamura, Nakamura is awesome, um, and we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. But there was a, another melee after this fight, just really really strange. Um, it, it was exciting to watch. I really liked NXT. I thought NXT was the best show of the, of the week. Uh, but after this, what do you think they do after Survivor Series? Do they go back to business as nor- normal? Are we going to have more WWE guys running in? Because, hey, it helped our ratings. We beat, NX- we beat AEW. Let's send out fucking Lucha House Party to NXT now. Um, and that's the problem that they did when, when booking themselves into the situation. Um, they, If you look at the, the show, my take on NXT this week, I mean, a great show. But they weren't building up to TakeOver. They were building up to Survivor Series. Which is unfortunate because TakeOver is usually the best show. TakeOver has always been phenomenal. and It's usually been the show of the weekend when it comes to the, when it comes to the Big Four. It's been one year since we went to, to TakeOver. You're absolutely right. War Games in L.A. Another thing I've noticed, like, real quick, this is the third year in a row that the Undisputed Era are in War Games. Really? Yes. I know they did it last year. But oh, they did it the, week, the did, year before. They did it the year before. Correct. Those guys are badass, and and they are the and and, and this yeah, is it was like undisputed era Viking Raiders, right? And last year, right? Uh, no, th- yeah, it, it was, was last year. And Ricochet and Pete Dunn, Pete Dunn, yeah, that was awesome. That was a that was a great War Games match. And then uh, the first one, which was a three on three on three match, yes, I, I remember that because for, uh, because Roddy uh, turned on his partners to join the undisputed era. That's right. Yeah, it was Roddy and. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else was on his team, though, but he did turn on them, and that's how um, they became a full faction. But you look at, I mean, real quickly, I just want to get into war games real quickly. Like, you look at Undisputed Era, like, when it comes to the modern war games, they are synonymous with the modern war games, just like how the Four Horsemen were synonymous to the war games back in the 80s. Yeah. Um, that's It's like their, their playground. They're experiencing this. Uh, fuck, I totally forgot what you got to do predictions for this show. We're going to get to that in a bit, though. Fuck, we're running late, bro. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, going to be a long one today, folks. Um, what else happened on NXT? Uh, oh, let's get into the match of the week easily. Undisputed Era versus The Revival. I loved this match so much. Uh, there was so much action, so many near falls and counters, and these guys were going full full throttle. for It, it, it felt like a 25, almost 30-minute match. Uh, it went through two commercial breaks. Um, the thing that that was really cool about this match was that the revival can actually wrestle when they're not getting booked into fucking storylines involving Usi Hot on their backs or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're they they can actually wrestle. What they are if, if great you ta- tag if team you, wrestling. If you take away from all the bullshit involving the revival, they are one of the best tag teams on the planet. I wouldn't want to say they're the best tag team in the world because I th- I still think uh, Lucha Bros are the best right now. Yes. But they can be up there with them. Imagine the matches they could have with Lucha Brothers, with the Young Bucks. Um, we just saw with with Red Dragon. Um, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you get them with a great tag team, 
you're going to have some of the best tag team um, wrestling on the planet. And if WWE was smart, they would lock these guys down. Because um, what a coincidence that AEW is focusing on tag team but wrestling. Here's the thing. And this is one of the best tag teams in the world. But if you're the Revival, though, like, do you want to stay? Do you trust WWE? I wouldn't. Fate? Look what they did to... Uh, Look what they're doing Gallows to and Anderson. And, and to them as well. Yeah. Um, these guys have been a joke. They've been at running after the 24-7 title, and then they come over to NXT and just blow the roof off the house. Um, they deserve a lot more than this. I mean, they should have never. On. They should have never left NXT to begin with. No. Looking back at it. No. That was when Vince was just plucking people out because he could. Um, I, now I feel like a lot of people are just like, nah, I'm not down. I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but real quickly, the, that match, um, Undisputed Era did win with the high-low. Um, I don't like that. I don't like that finish. You don't like the high-low? No. It I, does. Does that, do you think that was going to, I mean, over like a superplex or, you know, a, a power bomb, does it look that impactful? It doesn't look impactful to me at all. I think if you, I mean. Just like the, the what is it, the page turn that Paige used to do where she just like, it looks like a Russian leg sweep. Um, or the yeah, she just like clips the heels and then they fall back. It doesn't look impactful at all. I I I don't mind it. I think it's a great tag team move. But the fact that they they are using a tag team move as their finisher, I do like that. But like, look at the gin and juice from Private Party. That's a fucking. Finisher. That's a finisher. You know that's I mean? that's a fancy ass finisher. Um, you got you got uh, who's the other? T- I think it's the Viking Raiders that do the uh, Doomsday Device. That's a tag team finisher. I I, I just think a, a sweep to the leg and a and a kick to the face doesn't really do it. But for I me. but I think it works for them because uh, Fish and more so O'Reilly, they're strikers. Yeah, and um, I think well, I, I think O'Reilly is more of a submission or, guy. Fish is, is a striker. Fish is a striker. Yeah, you're right. It, it's the other way around. You're right. He's awesome. But too. they're both they're, they're, they're both great strikers. And why not utilize your uh, striking abilities as their finisher? I mean, um, back in the day, John Cronus and Perry Saturn they had they had a high low and it was brutal. Yeah. See, I mean, maybe it's just the way that the guy sells it. It needs to do more. But I'm I'm not a big fan of that finisher. Um, Adam Cole and Dominic Dijakovic. This they they had a really for a ladder match for advantage for War Games. They didn't have a lot of time to work with, so they definitely got their all their shit in a lot of big spots. Yes. Um, the uh, what, what was it? The the choke slam off of the ladder into another ladder that was posted in the corner was fucking brutal. I thought Adam Cole was gonna break his back on that. I thought so too. Um, but and he th- sells so good. He's like Shawn Michaels. I've said it before. He sells just like Shawn Michaels used to, where he looks like he's an excruciating, excruciating amount of pain. Um, and then you know the finish at the end, where you know the briefcase. He, they're both going for the for the for the title or for the briefcase. Uh, both on the same rung of the ladder. Adam Cole hits Dominic Dijakovic in the face with the briefcase. He falls onto like a ladder bridge uh, that was posted up between the ladder and the turnbuckle. Um, great way to end the match. He snapped the ladder in half, and another advantage for the heels. And 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 in this, I mean. My, real quickly about this match, the heels were going to win because there's no way that the baby faces were going to have a one man advantage in war games. It's just that's not how the concept of war games yeah. works. Back to back ladder matches um, con- in consecutive weeks, I think is a little bit of an overkill. Great match, um, you know, good match nonetheless. But I think that they kind of did the overkill with the ladders, with the ladder yeah. match stipulation. Yeah, but I mean. They had to pull out all the stops for. I mean, especially yeah, because the way they booked this show. Um, and that's the thing with this show. This show was designed to beat AEW. Absolutely. It was designed to beat AEW. It was designed to 
to promote Survivor Series. I didn't get anything for for a takeover. Not I mean, a damn thing. It wasn't. It wasn't so much takeover. I mean, maybe uh, toward the maybe like was it was it Raw or was it, or was it um, NXT this week where like you could kind of see like um, Tommaso Ciampa when he was um, when he was trying when he was fighting off everyone else. He still eyed Adam Cole. At least he, they kind of did play into that a well, little. Well, that's because he's a goddamn professional. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm I guarantee no, no one told him to do that. I guarantee you that he's like this in my character. In my character, I would be eyeing that fucking championship. Spot. Yes, and he should. Um, that's just little things like that that you know normal people wouldn't notice. We notice because we're critics of the show. Um, and you know they got to pull out all the stops if they want to go against AEW. And I feel like they mission accomplished this week. It's and yes, they did win this week. What do you do next week? What do you do after the Survivor Series? That's what I want to know. That's going to be something that's going to be very telling. And that's the problem, is they're booking short-term. This is shotgun booking at its finest right here. I love that term. What do you do after? Like, what do you do for next week? Because um, AEW, they're going to have a pretty big show next week as well. This is their, they're, they're, having a, they're having their pre-Thanksgiving dynamite. Yeah. What do you do after that? How do you, how do you, how do you fight that? You know, do you keep the open-door policy for NXT? And say fuck, fuck, fuck the draft rules and fuck the brand split. We're gonna have everyone come into NXT. Maybe NXT could be like a a, a middle ground where anyone can show up. They're gonna have to. I feel like they're training the audience to expect this kind of stuff. And when it doesn't happen, I feel like they're gonna get very upset. Yeah, that's have, the thing. It's it's a knee jerk reaction to um to anything. Um, you look at, I mean, and 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 also another thing, another minor thing that we've mentioned a while back is them in this in that setting. I mean, I don't. I I don't I still can't see them being there in, at full cell any longer. They gotta have to eventually move out of full cell, but that's probably right now maybe the least of their worries. Yeah. What do you do right now? What do you do next week? That's the thing. That's a bigger question. What what's gonna happen next week? I mean, they're gonna have to hit the road eventually. We've said it before, but uh, let's get into let's get into AEW because yes. um, we we've got a lot to get into. We um, do. Speaking of AEW, it was announced on this show, Dynamite, Bash at the Beach is back. Cody's just getting all that WCW stuff. Uh, yeah, he went on a he he went on a a, a trademarking spree. As yeah. a matter of fact, I was surprised that WWE did not own the rights to Bash at the Beach. Well, they they didn't want it. They they never did a Bash at the Beach. They did the Great American Bash, and then they just shortened it to the Bash. Um, but now Bash at the Beach, it's going to be in Miami. I'm I'm expecting like a theme, you know. Um, I'm excited for it. I want to see what they do. Um, I just want to see like '90s bimbos. I feel like that it has to be. They have to have like '90s bimbos. Oh the yeah, show. absolutely. Pool parties, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like is Daisy Fuentes still available? Yeah, get uh, Daisy Fuentes on the phone and um, get uh, what was his name? Um, Chris Hardwick? No, no, no. Um, Dan Cortez. Oh, get Dan Cortez on the phone. There we go. That's a throwback. That right is there. a throwback right there. Um, Nick Jackson versus Ray Phoenix. Oh, my God, what a way to kick off the show. I love that they took guys that are in tag teams and put them in a singles match and let them just go. Um, they said on commentary this was Nick Jackson's first singles match since, like, 2005. Um, it's been years. So they don't put them, like, I mean, WWE kind of did that with this week with uh, Luke Gallows versus Humberto Carrillo on Raw. Um, but it didn't have the same pizzazz these guys just went out there literally ran the ropes um these these are the two high flyers of the team 
when you think of the Young Bucks, you they're think, the workhorses. Yeah, Nick is the high flyer. Phoenix is the high flyer for his team. And they went out there and put on a clinic. I loved this match. Uh, didn't get my match of the week. That went to Undisputed Era and Revival. But this was a close. Second this was a close. Place. I mean, I I would. You could go either way with with uh, both matches. If you're a fan of neither match this week, then they're then you're not a fan of wrestling. You, you got big problems. Then, you, then then you're just you got some major problems. I don't know what would be great wrestling for you, but you can go either or with uh, with Phoenix Nick Jackson or uh, Revival and uh, Undisputed Era. Um, and it was a clean match. It was a clean finish as well. Um, Phoenix won with a uh, spinning um, muscle buster power bomb. Yeah, had him set up in a muscle buster, but he spun. Spun around and then did a power bomb. Really cool finish. Um, super, you know. This match was just a match to have a match. It was it a was, la PWG. Right. You know? um, I super on board with it. Um, after that, you have uh, Hikiro Shida versus Britt Baker. Um, I thought it was a good match. Um, I really like Shida. I think she's she's really good in the ring. Britt Baker uh, gets uh, the another loss. She is not. Um, from a standing standpoint, um, she is not uh, living up to that hype that they built her up in the beginning. I think with her, she's she's still very green. slow burn. She's she's getting there little by little. Um, we'll see what happens as far as what the long term plans are involving Britt. I think when and initially when I first saw her, they were going to build a company around her around the women's division. Yeah, um, but I think Kaylee Ray leaving Kylie Ray. Um, kind of threw a wrench in their in their plans for that, the women's division. That too, as too. well, because they could have also built the, the division around her too, as well. Um, but I see where they're going with it. They're going to do because um, now that uh, Hikaru Shida did win, she's now the number one contender. They're going to do Shida versus uh, Riho again, which I'm which I'm fine with. Sign me up, dude. And I think that's what I think that's the plan right now is when it comes to their pay per view matches, they really want to they really want to promote the best of the women's division. And you have Shida, you have um, Sakura. And um, you know Riho as well. Those are your three best women in the company. Yeah, and then you you have uh, Awesome Kong going out and cutting people's hair. Um, she's a threat still. You still have um, Nyla Rose in the mix. Um, the women division is is shaping up pretty nicely. It, it it's, it's, it's not their strong point. It's not it's not to the level you know of a Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Becky, uh, women's division. Which when you think about the division, that's kind of all they got. Who who else like? You're gonna it, try doesn't out even, it doesn't even compare to NXT. Dana Brooke. Division. Dana Brooke. Uh, you're going to make her seem like a threat? It's funny when I see her come out. These yeah. It, it, as far as... Carmella. <laughs> what, NXT by far has the best women's division. In oh, yeah. You look at Io Shirai. You look at um, Shayna Baszler. You look at Candice LeRae. They have a fucking stable down there. And AEW is on the come up. I think they need to focus more... Um, then you showcase the women, I think, a little bit more. Uh, one match a week isn't going to do it. They're going to need to do a little bit more for that. Uh, but so far, so good. I'm AEW is, I think, hitting all the right buttons for me, personally. I know a lot of people hate on it. Byron's one of the guys that hates on it. But I feel like is a little bias. There's a little WWE bias uh, where you're just not going to give it a chance. And that's fine. Do you, boo. Everyone's different. Um, you just got to watch the show. I think... I think nowadays there's people who are just simply I mean people are just tired of what WWE with the main with the main roster I want to reiterate what the main roster has to offer and there are alternatives there's a ton of alternatives out there I mean I'm I'm with you on the boat with AEW they're not they're not perfect but at least they're providing a great alternative 
and the hype that was delivered, it's 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 real. Like the real, it's a real. It's lived up, and I feel like it's exceeded the at hype. at times exceeded its expectations. I uh, agree. This is basically televised PWG, which sign me up for. Put it in my veins. Um, there was a match for the uh, Battle Royal, the Dynamite Dozen, um, for a custom AEW Diamond Ring. Uh, very interesting. Um, I don't know if is that a reference to something in the past or I don't know. I'm 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 I I'm not sure, but is um, the ring gonna <laughs> Tony Schiavone made it seem like it was an infomercial. He's like, it's gonna it's a collector's item. Like what? Um a one I, of one. <laughs> one of one collector's item. Um it was great to see Billy Gunn in the ring. He looked he like looked a monster. Like a fucking beast. Um and he got a boner from Sonny Kiss, I think. If, uh, he Sunny, probably did. Sunny Kiss did a little twerk for him. Sunny Kiss has a booty, dude. Yes. Um, and that was enough to dist- distract uh, Billy Gunn for a moment. Um, MJF comes out and just throws out Kenny. Sw- uh, Sunny I Kiss. love MH- MJF. And, and then he he did like the boohoo kind of kind of thing to the crowd. Uh, the crowd. Uh, and then Orange Cassidy got his shit in uh only for mjf to take him out before his big spot and he did the same like oh go cry about it uh getting a lot of heat from the crowd cockball king yeah uh mjf and hangman page end up winning this match it was a it was a fun match it wasn't supposed to go out and tear the house down it was a some people call the popcorn match i thought i thought it was a lot of fun for what it was yeah exactly um you had kip sabian hangman page jungle boy chuck taylor joey janela uh, Pentagon Jr., who got f- tricked. He was the first one eliminated. He got tricked. Uh, Christopher Daniels came out just as uh, uh, Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix. Uh, they did this Cero Miedo, and he just, that was enough to distract. He took off his mask. Oh, shit, it's Christopher Daniels. So that's still going on. Um, and you have Hangman Page and MJF going to fight next week for the uh, the diamond ring, the collector's item. Um do you think I think I think MJF is going to win this match? He has to, he, he can has flaunt to. that diamond around. Uh, I can't see Hangman doing that. No. Um, what do you think of that Chris Jericho segment? I thought it was fucking fire. One thing AEW has right now, another thing AEW has right now, um, is their heels. They're two top well two top heels right now, Chris Jericho and MJF. And they get the heat that you want. Yes, and that's um, the thing. You, the you, heat you want. The heat. You get a guy like Corbin. People boo him because they genuinely don't like they him. Hate to, they hate Corbin. We boo Jericho because he's an asshole. Because you love to hate him. You love to hate him. I laugh at the things that he makes. Like He just goes out there. And that's the thing I I love about AEW. The non-scripted promos. They come out there. And him and Scorpio Sky had a great exchange. And you know it wasn't... It was, it wasn't uh, scripted. They weren't told what to. They gave them bullet points, and they go out there, go out there and do your thing. You guys are professionals. You know how to talk. Go out there and talk. And they let them do that, and it's so refreshing. I loved this segment so much. Um, you have Jericho coming out there and not being able to say sorry, and he makes Jake Hagar do it for him. Which, by the way, Jake H- Hagar <laughs> trying not to laugh uh, was one of my highlights for this as well. He did so. He did a, a great job at not cracking. <laughs> If he was I corpsing know, up he there. Was corpse, he was corpsing a little bit, but he, <laughs> he did not full-blown crack. And honestly, like, you could put anyone in that situation, and they would probably be doing the same thing. That's just how great Jericho is on the mic. He went out there to basically tell the crowd, uh, I have an announcement to make, but I'm going to do it next week because the city's not good enough. Really good way to get some cheap heat on, on the crowd. 
Um, and then SCU came out, like I said, Scorpio Sky says uh, because he pinned Jericho the week before that he got a he got a date with his high school crush. And then Jericho on the dime, he says, well, I heard she's put on a lot of weight since high school. And then without skipping a beat, Scorpio says, like, well, I like big butts and I cannot lie. Great alibi by both guys. So good. Um, and then they did a little reverse psychology. Now we're going to get uh, Scorpio Sky versus Jericho. For the AEW title next week. Um, I'm excited for it. Sign me up. Scorpio Sky, you know, it's crazy going from, you know, VFW halls in Baldwin Park and West Covina to going and facing Chris Jericho, probably a guy that he idolized growing up, uh, for the AEW title. I think that's that's huge for him. And sign me up. I 100% agree. Uh, great segment. Um, right? I mean, Jericho right now is the best guy on the mic in either AEW or WWE. Anywhere. Right now. It's just amazing what he can do. And Um, not only that, but he's bringing guys with him, too. He's bringing up Proud and Powerful. He's bringing up Sammy Guevara. He has Jake Hagar with him. Like, he's not just going out there and going into business for himself. He's bringing up younger talent with him, and I'm I'm super on board with it. And that's what you need to do. You need to get the young guys up. You want to get them over because down the road, they're going to be in that same, uh, they're going to be in the same spotlight as you. They're going to be in that, in that same position. So the sooner you get them over, the better it is long-term for everyone else. Absolutely. Uh, one of the misses for the night was this private party versus Proud and, Proud and Powerful Santana or Ortiz match. There was a huge botch that really just fucked up the whole match. Um, I guess Ortiz was supposed to pull out the ref's leg uh, during the middle of a pin from a Canadian destroyer. And missed his mark. The referee stopped the count, and the crowd booed all over it. It just, it really killed the whole match. See, my and it sucks because it was a tribute match for um, Matt the, Travis for Matt Travis. So it, it kind of put a damper on it. Yeah, and for those that don't know, uh, Matt Travis he passed away last week in New York. Um, he was um, he was cycling in New York, and he got struck by a by a by a vehicle. Um, and um, Excalibur made a point um, as far as what about the dangers of, of cycling in New York. You know, 20, 20 plus deaths occurred in 2019. Wow. All because Just because people are not sharing the road. For, for whatever reason, whether it's distracted driving, not sharing the road. Um, and, and it's quite alarming. And, and people, you know, New York City is so condensed. People usually walk or bike places. Um, sure, there's like tax and stuff, but a lot of people don't even own cars. They they use the subways, they use the public transportation. You can't really drive in New York because, um, dude, I just I've never been to New York, but just seeing all the cars in like Times Square, I would fucking hate driving down there. Um, I wouldn't even want to think about driving if I were to go to New York. <laughs> I mean, LA traffic is is pretty shitty, but it's not that tight, you know. LA's expansive. It, it, yes, it's, it's much more expansive than New York. Um, New York tends to build up. LA tends to, LA. I, I, sh- I should really say Southern California. The way it's been built, it expands outward. Yeah, uh, you have cities like Victorville on the map now because they're building out, um, and all the cholos are moving up there. Anyways, um, but yeah, good match, but that really just killed it. For See me. now, here's the thing though, because the ref would had stopped the match or stopped that fall because he thinks that Ortiz was not was it Ortiz or was it Santana? San, uh, Ortiz was in the match. I think he was I in the know. ring, right? Yes. One, I think Ortiz was in the ring. The proud, the proud guy. Yeah. The one's powerful, and one's proud. Yeah. So he was in the ring. The ref says that he was an illegal man. Yet, 
I never oh. saw that tag. I went back and watched it. I never saw the tag. Yeah. Yet a few minutes later, he still counts him again. <laughs> yeah. It was it. It was really a, a bummer for me because I was enjoying the match up to that so moment. So I mean, you could and 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 this is where I think AEW. This is a weakness of AEW right here. Is that's back to back weeks. Back to back weeks exactly. Just count the pin. Like just count it as a shoot. Like okay. One, two, three. If it's not the original, if it's not the original result, just Sorry. go for it. Yeah, because that's much better than es- stopping it. Especially when when they treat it more of a sport and they have like rankings and things that matter like that. Uh, when losses matter, just count it, dude. Just count it and go from there. It killed the match for me. I mean, if Private Party was going to win anyways, right? Right. Just count it. Just count it and just and have them win. Uh, they got the gin and juice at the end, which I I, I love that finisher. It's it, a great finisher. One, it came out of nowhere too, which was which was very cool. Um, the and then the main event. Are we are we done? Did yeah, you, you I, 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 I thought I, you were gonna I, say something. No. Uh, main event: Darby Allen versus John Moxley. Darby Allen comes out in a body bag, uh, and skates down to the ring. I th- signed me up for that. I yeah. thought the whole promo package, the video package for Darby Allen is was phenomenal. Um, they they showed him uh, skate. Uh, uh, skating to a uh, skating to a gig, and when he was on the stage, um, I'm not sure which band was up up on stage. Um, they put him in the body bag, and he was crowd surfing in the body bag. Yeah, and then he comes out with um, he comes out with the guys carrying him, leave him on the floor, he skates to the ring, just amazing, dude. Real quickly, I want to mention about Darby Allen. Uh, Jim Ross had mentioned that he is he has that enigmatic enigmatic personality. He reminds me a lot of, of um, and we, I mentioned this to you earlier, of an early Attitude Era Jeff Hardy. Absolutely. Like 2000, 2001 Jeff Hardy, where he would just throw his body. Doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck about his body. Um, and he is very charismatic, especially to the younger uh, younger crowd. And this is the thing with AEW, is that they know how to get the younger audience. And Darby Allen can relate to a younger crowd. He's a guy in his early 20s. Um, He's emo as fuck. He has that punk rock skateboard personality, fuck. very goth. I mean, he's got he's he's got a bunch of like he's very. How do I want to put it? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, he's charismatic. Absolutely, he sells great. Um, he has him and Moxley went out there, and for Moxley being the bigger guy, this Darby Allen put up a hell of a fight. He got a lot of offense in. Um, I, for a lot of near falls, I I thought Darby Allen was in this match for the most part. Um. Up until they brought out the body bag, I could have done without that in the middle of the match. Um, it didn't really do anything for the match. Um, and then you get that middle, that middle, middle rope uh, paradigm shift with the the double under the avalanche DDT, paradigm shift, which I thought he broke Darby Allen's neck on that. It looked fucking. Insane. There were a couple spots within that match where I thought Darby Allen was gonna like all right kill himself. I mean, even in the beginning when the match started, he had uh, he did a tope suicida through the ropes, took out. Uh, took out Moxley with such velocity. He even did, uh, even during the middle rope, where I thought he was landing on his head as well. Yeah, and then the uh, the coffin drop into the submission was perfect. Um, and then there was a Canadian destroyer. There was so much in this match. Um, definitely go out your way and watch this main event because I, I I've watched it twice and I really enjoyed it. Um, and then on top of all of that, um, you have a guy like Darby Allen going out there and just showing that hey, I'm a smaller guy, but I'm gonna fucking fight. And I think that's why the crowd is going to get behind this guy. The crowd is already behind him. Yeah. Um, another little thing that I really liked from the show was the Dark Order got a little televangelist, social, uh, Scientology type video 
Um, a guy, there's like some fat loser guy. It looks like a lot of us wrestling fans uh, <laughs> getting punked in the subway, and um, a commercial comes on, and it's basically like, do you feel like disenfranchised? A recruitment video. It was a recruitment video with like subtle like uh, subliminal messages uh, peppered in there, um, and then uh, you know that so we're, uh, it adds a wrinkle to the lore of the Dark Order. I think that this is something that they needed to kind of explain. Yes. They are a cult, and people that join this cult feel disenfranchised, uh, are outcasts, and that that's they prey on that. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've, a lot of people don't like the Dark Order. I've been one of the guys that really do like the Dark Order, and this is a great way to tell their story and, and keep that going. I think that was a problem in the beginning was that they came out there all code. Not a lot of people, a lot of people knew who they were to begin with. They weren't introduced. Um, this video package was great. I think they should have done this maybe a few weeks ago in the beginning. I, I kind of wish AW and to a lesser extent, actually to a lesser extent NXT, both brands, they should have done that as far as like introducing a wider audience to who you have on the roster. And um, great package. Great the package. Ayo. Ayo. But uh-huh. the fact that they did it, though, you know, it, it opens up a lot of people's eyes to the Dark Order. <laughs> um, but I, they both both brands need to do that more often. Introduce a wider audience to who you have on the roster. Um, but as far as both as far as Wednesday goes, I mean, both shows were great. Um, I'm not taking anything away from NXT or AEW. Wednesdays Wednesdays have always been consistent. I always look forward to Wednesdays now. Yeah, and it's 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 hard to watch that like four hours of wrestling. So I do have to break it up. And then, you know, we have Raw. On an island by itself, kind of just doing its thing, um, and then and you have to a lesser extent SmackDown as well. I feel like the week starts on Wednesday, the week peaks on Wednesday, and then goes back down. Um, SmackDown was kind of meh this week. I they they did a lot. This is the go home show for Survivor Series. You know, there's a lot of run ins again, and this was the actual go home show. Yeah, by the way, um, I felt that uh, they. I felt that. Their tricks, they they used all of it on NXT this week. <laughs> they really that's did. What, that's what, to me, what it was. Yeah. Um, but we do know as far as who the women participants are for Team NXT. They did reveal on the show. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of like, this is what the team is. It's, it's essentially going to be Team Ripley. So it's Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, um, I believe Tegan Knox, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and Mia Yim. And Mia Yim... Oh wait, no, no, no! I'm sorry. That's for uh, that's for war, war games, games, actually. But um, it, it's essentially it's essentially um, Team Ripley plus uh, Tony Storm. Let me pull that up real quick. Sorry, bear with me. Um, so it's gonna be fuck. Where is it? Team Raw is gonna have Charlotte, Natalia, Oscar, Kyrie, Sane, Sarah Logan. Team SmackDown. Is going to be Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley's team is just Rhea Ripley and four of the members to be announced, which it hasn't gone out yet. Because, but if but if you look at the beginning of SmackDown, it was implied that it was going to be, um, it was going to be Tony Storm, Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, and Candice LeRae. Yeah, which if that's the case, I think that's perfectly fine, but. You're, did, they did not. You did they? I guess they, I guess they didn't officially announce it then. No, they have not. They have not. Okay, so we take that back. And see, that's the problem. Who's going to be like? What's going to happen with the t- with the NXT teams? I mean, is it going to be determined on the War Games matches? 
And that's the thing about all of this. It's very confusing to me as a viewer because there's so many different quote unquote teams. You know, you have Team Champa, you have Team NXT, Team Raw, Team SmackDown. Yeah, it's Team Overload. It's just it's too much. Um, where you know the stories are now bleeding into each other. Where now the feuds don't even make sense for a War Games match because before you know we've we've said it before. Um, it's just it's too much overlap. I think at this point. Um, what else happened on the show? We have a new intercontinental title. Dick, how do you feel about this? I like the design. I I think it's beautiful. I think I it's think one it, of the nicest belts they've put out um, in a, in a long time. Other than like the UK title. But the problem, though, was that the IC title, there was never a problem with the design. No. I've always liked the IC title design. Classic. The reason why they did it was because that was the design that Cody had brought back at yeah, the time. I, I said that in our in our chat. Yeah, I think that that's, this was a way to... What's one, what's one more thing we could do to forget Cody? Oh, yeah, we could change the IC title. Let's do that. Um, and it kind of didn't have like a big reveal. Sami Zayn was kind of teasing it. Which, by the way, Sami Zayn is an all-star on SmackDown. Um, and he kind of was just like, here you go, give me that title, here's the new one. And that that was it. But I really like the design. Um, I think it's refreshing. They can always go back to the IC title. It didn't need the white strap. I, I, I actually prefer it with the black one. Um, but but the belt plate itself was, was just perfectly hey, fine as it was. If I'm in WWE, I don't want either world title. I want this IC title. I think this is the nicest that should belt. That should be how the world title should look Absolutely. like, in my opinion. Big bold gold doesn't have a giant logo on it it's just a title it, it's a gold belt which should be what you want uh yeah diamonds look nice but look at all that empty space on the on the wwe title it's so there's and, so and, much and room at the there. same time the universal title as well it, yeah it's the same same design but uh sign me up for this belt uh, that's my new thing i think sign me up is gonna be my new catchphrase i've been saying it a lot this show there you go um Undisputed Era versus the New Day and Heavy Machinery. Um, okay, I I fast forward to this to be honest. Um, I I don't, I don't really care. I've seen enough of all this stuff. I think I think we were just so burned out by the whole invasion. I think the dream matches happened on NXT. I don't think there was anything on SmackDown that was going to really tie me in. Uh, Dan O'Brien versus The Miz. Um, it ended in no contest. Uh, the Fiend came out and laid out uh, Daniel Bryan, which I thought the way that the fiend took out the Miz and was sitting in his place. I thought that was really, really nice, really cool touch. Uh, we'll get into our predictions, but yeah, I hope they don't fight in the red light. It looks like my turtle cage because I have a red light for the, my tor- my turtles. Even though Bray Wyatt is the SmackDown champion, though. What? Red light. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. It just doesn't make sense anymore. It was nice in the beginning. It was cool, nice little touch. But let's let's get away from that. Let's let's let the audience actually watch this match without being distracted by it, yes, you know, watching it through a, a I, virtual. You know what? Board. Honestly, I'm, I was never a big fan of the whole red light thing. I never was. Just, I mean, it, they it, dropped it, it from Kane. Kane had Kane, it in the beginning. Kane had it in the beginning. You're right. But they they dropped it after that. They didn't need it. Um, um, same thing with Barry White. Like they don't need it. Just move on with it. It, it doesn't really do anything for me personally. Yeah. Uh, Shayna Baszler got attacked by Bailey, but Bailey fails in <laughs> the sneak attack. I, I guess she didn't have a special um, charged up for when she did the run-in. Uh, she ended up getting laid out by by Shayna Baszler. Okay. She probably went to Hot Topic after and talked to her manager. Yeah, <laughs> how many? How much? How much of these Funko pops? Uh, <laughs> uh, and then the main event was a snooze fest for me. Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, and 
Chad Gable versus Barry Corby, Ziggler, and Rude. I fast forwarded this too. I just the, the match itself I, I didn't did nothing care. for me. I I didn't. It, none of these guys really do anything for me, and uh, that's the way that WWE wants to book them. But okay. And 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 this was this match was designed. This is how the I, I think this is how the, this is designed. To and be. this is why I didn't care about the match. Go on. Yeah, because. It was not the match itself that made you want it. It was what's going to happen after. Like what we knew NXT was going to make one last push. Yeah, because uh, they weren't really they they wouldn't even show up in, in, in complete uh, droves. So um, uh, Baron Corbin won after the match was over. Um, uh, Seth Rollins comes out with Team Raw. They uh, all of the Shield. They come down to the ring. Uh, Seth and Roman start duking it. SmackDown comes out. And Raw comes out. They start brawling. Where's NXT? Uh, then you cut to the back with Triple H and Sean on a um, on a jeep, a la the WCW angle, a la the DX angle when they invaded Nitro '98. Uh, they come into their building, and with, uh, shit, like the whole NXT roster, the whole roster, uh, which was nice. Uh, the one thing that I don't like about these quote unquote run-ins, for the most part, it's like Lucha House Party and Zack Ryder, like fucking scrubs coming in, like to take over or invade, if you will. Um, Who's scared of Zack Ryder at this point in his career? Uh, same with Lucha House Party. Like, if you're going to invade, send some big guns, dude. You know what I mean? Did we talk about this earlier? Like, as far as, like, the... No, like, we didn't. As far as, like, why people should care about the brand supremacy? We did, we did talk about that, right? Oh, yeah, we did talk okay, about okay. that, yeah. All right. Um, so, I mean, this was a, a good way to end the show. Um, but for the most part, SmackDown was nor down for me. Um, oh, yeah, Road Dog was on that. We saw all of DX in some capacity on wrestling programming. You're right, we did. Uh, Wait, well, except we for Xbox. Except for Xbox, yeah. Yeah, but we had Triple H, Road Dog, Shawn Michaels on WWE, and then you had Billy Gunn uh, doing work. Uh, let's get into our Takeover and Survivor Series predictions. Uh, this will be for the Put Me Over title. Um, I'm gonna put my title on the line. Are we gonna do a co- collective for both shows? Yeah, you know, I feel like we have to. Yeah, uh, tonight going down at the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, NXT War Games. Let's get into it. Uh, on the pre-show, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Angel Garza. Uh, do you want to start, Dicky boy? I could go ahead and start if you like. Uh, who's gonna be writing down? You want to write it down, or should I? Oh, uh, we'll both write them down. Yeah. Let's get into it. Um, I'll, I'll I'll just start it off. I think uh, Angel Garza has had a has has had a, a good push. Um, the pant thing is 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 over huge. I think he's going to be a huge star. But I think Swerve is going to take the W in this one. Uh, so I'm going to go with Isaiah Swerve Scott. It's a pre-show match. Um, it's there to get the crowd. This is going to be. I think has the potential to. to kick off the show the right way absolutely uh both guys are very talented uh in, in the ring um i think i'm gonna go with the officer i think um i think i think it's gonna be angel garza that's gonna get the win um and you want to build him up because i think there's um there's a lot to angel garza uh, as i said last week i think between uh him and his cousin uh, humberto carrillo are they cousins they are actually oh yeah we talked about yeah, this. They, All are, they are cousins. they are and um garza to me has more upside than carrillo and I think the, the he has a. I think so too. I think Carrillo doesn't have any personality. That's and I think that's his big, that's his biggest weakness, is um, Garza's got it. I think that and also they they have him talking 
in English. And English is not a str- is, it's not a strong language uh, for him. Yeah, he, uh, those dimples aren't going to get you so far, bro. Exactly. So I think um, I think they're building up for Angel Garza. Um, he's got a brighter future, and I think this is just part of the stepping stone to get there. Yeah. Um, after that, we have. Okay, so you went Garza. All right, so we're already off. Yeah, we're already off to the races. Team Ripley, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim versus Team Baszler, Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray. Why doesn't Shayna Baszler have Marina Shafir? And that's what I was going to ask Desmond you. Dukes? Why, why, why sh- the horsewomen should have been involved in this match somehow? That's very strange. You would think. I don't think they're ready to be in the ring yet. <laughs> I don't think so either. either I just, I've seen some of their work punches and they look awful. Yeah, uh, especially, especially Jessica Duke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> High five, dude. Yeah, that especially was her. <laughs> she's not good. She's 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 <laughs> definitely got a lot missing at the moment, and um, you know we'll see what happens with, with, with what they're gonna do down the road. But um, so the heels me, are gonna have the advantage in this match. Yes, both matches, by the way. Um, both wh- men wh- and women. What were you gonna say to you? Um, what do you think that they're gonna they're gonna end it with the women or the men? Uh, I think it's going to go with the guys. I think the guys are going to... Well, fuck. They love their first ever, so... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's... Ah, man. That's that's going to be... I could see the women... I could see I the, could the women see the doing women it. Ending it, actually. Um, but I feel like there's more there's more star power in the main event featuring the guys. I don't with think... With the men, yes. There is, there is more star power to that. But, I mean, knowing WWE and the way first they want to do their first ever... I feel like this might end up being the last match on the show, the first ever women's war game main event. Well, it's already going to be a first ever women's war game match. Why do a twofer? Because next year they can say the first ever women's war games match in the main event. They can absolutely stretch it out. You're right. They they can do that as well. (laughs) And then it'll be the first ever women's war games match uh, featuring... Triple threat. Yeah, triple threat, something like that. Something like that. So Uh, they can always do that. We got a couple first evers for years to come, guys. Um, Let's not blow our wads. First ever... War Games match with someone wearing a hat. You know, they, you can stretch it out as much as you want, guys. Um, with this one, I am actually going to go with the faces. I'm going to go with Team Ripley on this one. Uh, just based on the fact because they need, uh, especially, I feel like they're positioning Rhea Ripley to be a breakout star. Yes. I think she's going to come in and uh, hold it down for her team. So I'm going to go Team Ripley. And, and you look at both teams, I mean, to a lesser extent, with uh, Team Baszler, uh they all have an MO. Um, later on down the road, they all want to be NXT Women's Champion, uh, especially especially Io. She wants she yeah. she has not forgotten that uh, her rivalry with Shayna, uh, Bianca Belair, the same thing. They all have beef with they Shayna. They all have beef with Shayna. Yes, all 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 seven women in this match have beef with Shayna. So, do you do you see? Dakota Kai getting involved in this match at all because she was kind of so, yeah. kicked to the curb by both team leaders. Could we see Dakota Kai coming in and causing the team Baser to actually win? I could absolutely see that as a matter of fact. Rhea Ripley kind of just ditched uh, Dakota Kai for, uh, was it Mia Yim? Yeah, because a couple weeks ago, oh, a couple weeks ago on um, NXT, we did notice that most of the women were laid out. Yeah, so I mean that's that's gonna that that'd be a nice little wrinkle. And who wasn't laid out? Dakota Kai. Yep. So that's another possibility as well. Another question: Do you think, and, I, and this is this goes for both the men as well? Do you think the stipulation for both matches, whoever's the winning team, is going to be uh, representing the NXT team for Survivor Series? I could see that happening. Do you think they should have announced it? They should have absolutely. In that puts more on the line because 
because the the stories of them not liking each other goes out the window because they're fighting uh, with each other to fight NXT and, or SmackDown and Raw. Um, if they would have just put that on the line, that would have been huge because then the, now they're fighting to be on a pay per view. You know what I mean? Yes. Because the rivalries are kind of dead at this point. They're 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 there to be there, but there's not really. I don't. I don't know. When I see them fight with each other, I don't think that they hate each other enough to be in a war games match. And I think for that reason, I'm going to go with Team Ripley. I think Team Ripley's. I mean, I'm going to. Th- I think Team Ripley's going to win, even though I did say a few minutes ago that um, Team uh, Baser could win because of uh, because of the interference by Dakota Kai. She might turn on the on the faces, but I could probably at the same time see Dakota Kai helping the, the faces win and get Team Ripley to win. Shayner did talk shit about Dakota Kai yes. too um, on. WWE backstage. Make sure you check that out. All right, so we got we're both on Team Ripley on Ripley? that one. Okay. okay. After that, let's go with uh, let's go with a different match, not the other WarGames match. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor. This should be this should low key be match of the night. I think has the potential. Um, I agree. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Johnny Gargano got injured, so he's they had to re- do a little little cleanup on this one so we got matt riddle versus finn balor instead of gargano versus balor which is going to be money once once gargano is nice and healed up get well soon dude yes um i i think i'm gonna go balor on this one um he hasn't really done anything on nxt of note and i think a win over matt riddle will help get him you know established again in NXT. So I'm going to go Balor on this one. Do you think it's going to be a clean win or do you think there's going to be some sort of shenanigans involved? I could see some shenanigans. Yeah, because I don't... I, I can't see... Will we get the demon? No. Not not yet, huh? No, because I think the demon is too much of a babyface character. That's true. And because uh, the reaction that the demon gets when he's unleashed is that of a babyface and... It would be very uncharacteristic for a heel Balor to come out as the demon. Maybe I mean he could probably do a demon, a heel demon character. Yeah, but I think that's more of a babyface thing. Will we get the semen demon? That's Ooh. maybe that's the heel version of you, the demon. You'd have to ask uh, Kathy Kelly on that one, mm. <laughs> or whoever he's married whoever to. Whoever he's married to. But as Kathy well. Kelly's got some scoop too. A lot of side pipe from Balor. Not so much these days, which I'm kind of upset about. Okay, so you're gonna go. Who are you going with on this one? I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, I think Balor needs a win. I'm gonna go with Finn Balor as well. Right. He he he, uh, he needs a win more than Riddle. I think Riddle, uh, they built up Riddle so much that he can afford to lose and take a take a little take a loss here. Yeah, I mean even a quick roll up would be enough to get Balor over, especially after yeah. a long match. A quick roll up uh, wouldn't hurt Riddle, and it would help Balor. You know, it, absolutely. All right. After that, we got a triple threat match. The winner of this match will be the number one contender for the NXT Championship. First ever NXT Championship on a pay-per-view at Survivor Series uh, the next night. Pete Dunne, Killian Dane, Damian Priest, who's had a, a pretty big push going into this match. Uh, they didn't really... Did they do anything to hype up this match at all? Not on Wednesday. I mean, I, God, this takeover is such an afterthought. Remember. It's such an afterthought. And that's um, the problem. It's This, this build-up for takeover has been lackluster because it's playing second fiddle to the Survivor Series. Survivor Series took over. Uh, so who do you got on this one, Dick? I, I've taken the lead on a couple of the last ones. Between the three, I, I'm going to go with... I think I'm going to go with Pete Dunne on this one, and I think it's going to be... Yeah, Pete Dunne versus Adam Cole. I think that's the match they want to sh- promote the most on the Survivor Series to get, th- to, get, to get the audience in and say, hey, this is some of the talent that NXT has. 
Um, you're not you're missing out if you're not watching it every Wednesday. So I'm gonna go with Pete Dunn on this one because yeah. you can't really have Killian Dane and Damian Priest are both heels against against Adam Cole. That wouldn't really make much sense. And I think Pete Dunn will work way better with Adam Cole. I'm going with Pete Dunn on this one yes. also. Uh, Damian Priest, he's he's on he's on the rise, but he's not the level of Pete Dunn. No. Um. So sign me up for that. Um. Yeah. After that, we got the main event. I think in another War Games match, first ever double War Games match on a pay per view, undisputed era. Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong versus Team Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and. TBA. Who's going to be TBA, you ask? Could it be CM Punk? Could it be Triple H? Could it be... Who Who do you think could, it could be? That's a good question. Um, I said a couple I said a couple times uh, on the past podcast, I think it's going to be Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream. Because they can always tell the story where uh, he got... Because remember a couple weeks ago, he got laid out by the Undisputed Era. I forgot we did talk about this. And he gave um, Roderick Strong a little pee-pee in he that did. picture. He did. Um, yeah, it could be Velveteen. We haven't seen him in a long time either, so it'd be it'd be really cool. If to he's see ready, him. I think it'd be him. If he's not ready, that's who who knows. So who wins this match? You think? I this um, one's gonna be tough. This one's gonna be tough. Um, Undisputed Era. They didn't win last year. They won the year before. Um, I think they can go one and two. I mean, they can afford another loss and. Um, have the baby faces win. Um, I'm gonna go with Team Champa on this one. Okay. And the same thing with the, with the women's as well because if if the stipulation, I mean, I I wish you could tell us who the who the <laughs> men were because I'm I'm playing it in my head as if saying like both whoever wins the war games is gonna go on to to wrestle on Sunday. Uh, it wouldn't make much sense for the undisputed era to win because all four guys are gonna be in some kind of match capacity on Sunday. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For Team NXT, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm also gonna go Team Chomp on this one. Um, I hate to keep you know going on the same the same one, um, but I th- I like you said I think Undisputed Era has a lot on their plate right now, and they can kind of they have all the gold. They can lose this match and be perfectly fine. Uh, and you know Chompa's chomping at the bit. Uh, he's been out for a right long there. time, and he's 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 coming for blood. So I'm gonna go Chomp on this one. Team Chompa. Uh and I think we recovered Survivor Series. I mean, I'm sorry, Takeover. Yes. Yeah, so let's get to Survivor Series. Um, same, same thing. Uh, it's happening at the same building on the same weekend on Sunday. Um, let's 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 get into this, dude, because this is going to be um, a big step for NXT as far as going head to head with uh, AEW. Um, the fact that. WWE can promote them on their pay-per-views, on their main shows, um, is going to give NXT a big bump. Um, will it keep up? That's the question. Um, so let's just go. Let's just go with this uh, this card. Let's start with it. Could be the it could be the opening match. Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, Rey Mysterio had a pretty good promo on Raw, um, and it's been announced that it's going to be a no holds barred match for the WWE Championship. This one's intriguing because I could see them taking it off of Brock. Maybe Brock is tired and wants to just take a break from wrestling. We've seen a lot of them lately. Um, and the fact that it's going to be no holds barred, I mean, there's going to be some shenanigans. I could see Dominic getting involved in this match. Even Kane, possibly. Even Kane? 
Why why Kane? Kane Velasquez. Oh, I was thinking the big red machine. Yeah, no, Kane Velasquez. Kane Velasquez could absolutely come in. Um, yeah, I didn't even think of the Kane that Kane guy. The, the uh, thing with the and thing with I was just gonna point this out. They're gonna be in Mexico like next month, so it would be really cool to have Rey Mysterio be the champion, go to Mexico. I'm gonna go with Rey Mysterio on this one, dude. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's Brock Lesnar, and usually it's a it's a done deal. Suplex City, F five, go home. Um, but the fact that it's no hold barred, Brock has not made any um, any friends with Dominic and Kane Velasquez. So, especially with Brock beating him so bad at Crown Jewel, um, I could see him coming out and helping out his compa Rey Mysterio. So I'm gonna go Rey on this one. Yes, they are. They are going to be in Mexico. As a matter of fact, uh, on. Um on um, next Saturday, as a matter of fact, on the 30th. Um, and that would be a perfect way to promote the show is by having Ray becoming the WWE champion. Mm-hmm. So you do, you, do brought up a good, you do bring up a good point. Brock has the easiest schedule ever. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't see it. That, that's kind of a lame duck reason as far as getting the belt off of Brock. But you got to get the belt on TV, that's, at least. Well, I mean, look at the Universal... Cha- when he was holding the Universal Champion, I mean, he was rarely on TV uh, to begin with. Maybe that helps the Universal title be relevant because we don't see the WWE title ever. Yeah. And I, 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 I still think Brock's going to have a stranglehold on the, on the WWE title. I, don't, I, I still don't see Ray beating Brock. I think they're going to save that match for... I don't know who's going to beat Brock at this point. I don't know who you have a, on, on the Raw roster that can beat Brock. You beat him with some shenanigans. Get the title. Go to Mexico. Come back, lose it at Royal Rumble. You back could, to Brock. That's one way to do it. And then you go into Cain Velasquez versus Brock for the title at WrestleMania. I could see that absolutely happening. Um, so you're going to go Brock on this I'm one. I'm going to go Brock on this one. Okay. Up next, we have the triple threat. Champion versus champion versus champion. First ever. <laughs> Becky Lynch versus Bailey versus Shayna Baszler. Um, Bailey's in there to take the pin. Who pins her? I don't know. Um, who do you got on this one, Dick? Lot, if you go by WWE logic, it's kind of fucked up. But go it's ahead, it's kind of fucked up. Bailey has been shown to be the weakest of the three. She couldn't even attack her from behind. She the right could way. not attack Shayna from behind. <laughs> they focus this whole uh, triple threat match on Becky versus Shayna, which is the money match. Which is the money match, right there. Another Becky match involving a third person that doesn't need to be there. It Bailey does not need to be there. They could have easily done Shayna versus Becky. Um, you didn't even have the champions. You didn't even have the belts on, on either one of them. They could have done that match easily. They haven't even mentioned the fact that Ronda's friends with Shayna. Like they You're have right. their own horsewomen stable You're as right. well. Um, they can go in a, a totally different direction if they wanted to with this one. Um, but yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of possibilities that they can do with this match. Yeah, I mean, if I'm really, really fantasy booking, I could see. Ronda coming back and then um, Justin and Marina interfering and just wrecking shit up. Get that four horsewomen against four horsemen yeah. started. But I like it. I don't see that happening. And um, it's a triple threat, so there is no DQ. There is no DQ. And um, as I mentioned, Bailey was it has been shown to be the weakest link, and I could see, I could see Bailey actually winning. I I actually can. The weakest link. Hello. Goodbye. Even though I, I I think Shayna should win this match, she has been under underplayed in this whole thing. Bailey has. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the man who's on a who's been on a roll, Shayna, 
who is going to be making her debut to a lot of people. Um, but I still think Bailey is going to take that L, and she's going to serve it up to Shayna Baszler. So Shayna? Um, yeah, I, th- I think NXT's got to get a win. I think this is going to be the one match that they're going to let them win. I was thinking the same thing as well. Um, I, I was thinking that they, they, they should at least get one win. I, I hope to God they don't get swept. It, but part I mean, of me is still thinking otherwise. Last year, SmackDown got swept. SmackDown got swept last year. But SmackDown is now the A-show. Now so it's the it A-show. So be I, different. Could, I could totally see SmackDown winning a majority of these matches and NXT not winning any, although they should win at least one. So who are you going with this one? I'm, I'm going with Bailey because just the fact that Bailey. how they portrayed her as this distant, like as an afterthought, and that it's going to come back and bite both of them in the ass. Okay, that that's actually a good way to think about it too. Really good points on both sides on this one. I like it. After that, let's go with uh, the other champion versus champion versus champion match: AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roderick Strong. Match of the night candidate, I think. Um, you have the three best uh, in-ring talent that three WWE has. Three best workhorses. Yeah. Um, AJ Styles has been. AJ Styles, you know, he's a video game. Consistently. Uh, Nakamura's got a shiny new IC title around his waist or on his arm, wherever he wants to put it. And then you have Roderick Strong, who's just tearing it up down there at NXT, part of the Undisputed Era. Uh, with this one, I'm going to go with that newly minted IC champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, on this one. It would, be, it would be hard-pressed for... Nakamura to lose after getting a uh, redesigned IC championship belt, but that would be so WWE if he were to lose that match. <laughs> it I would be absolutely see that happening. Only, only uh, second to losing in your hometown. Yes, so I, I could absolutely see that happening as well. I think if there were NXT talent to win, it would probably be this match as a likely candidate. I could totally see Roddy winning, but okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Roddy on this one. I think I think NXT does need a win, and I think Roddy can pull it off. All right, undisputed era gonna represent. Um, could the club get involved? The, these this is another triple threat. No DQ can happen in this one. The club could absolutely get involved. Oh, for the uh, for this match, for right? this match, yeah. yes, the club um, could get involved. Undisputed Era could get involved. God, you can't go wrong with any of these guys. Um, we'll find out. Even Cesaro and uh, Sami Zayn could get involved too. Oh yeah, I forgot that they're going to be lurking in in the background too. So we'll see. I could see Nakamura. Maybe maybe they do get involved, and then Nakamura gets uh, Sami and Cesaro. Is Sami hurt? Is that why we're not seeing him fight? I he's been hurt for a while. I I don't even know. Anyways, so those are our picks for that match. Let's get into the Adam Cole versus presumably Pete Dunne match. Um, this one's easy to call. I feel like Adam Cole's winning this shit, dude. Adam Cole's gonna represent for the Undisputed Era at Survivor Series. So I'm gonna go Cole on this one, Dick. Who do you got? Adam Cole has been um, the workhorse in WWE. He has worked all three shows. He's been on, yeah. With a fractured wrist. With a b- fractured freaking wrist. The, the the fact that he's still going out there, he's 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 taking those la- he took those ladder bumps last Wednesday. Yep. He's um he's showing that he is the most valuable guy in NXT and probably to a greater extent in WWE right now at the moment. Mm-hmm. 
preach. He, he's he's uh he's doing so much for them right now. It would be unless he's seriously seriously hurt, and then he needs to take time off. I don't see him losing the belt anytime soon. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Adam Cole as well. All right, Adam Cole. After that, let's get into. Although um I I do want to mention real quickly though. If it's Pete Dunne that's going to win, there could be a lot of great psychology involved in this match because that they could play up on Adam Cole's injury. Oh, with the finger manipulation yes. and all that? Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, it's going to be a hard-fought battle, I think. Adam Cole's going to win, but it's Pete Dunne is going to show off too. Uh, let's get into these uh, other Champions versus Champions match. Uh, Viking Raiders versus the New Day versus the Undisputed Era. This match is going to be awesome. Who do you got in this one, Dick? Great triple threat tag team match right there. Um, you could save the three best teams on each brand. I mean, uh, New Day—they're—they're—I mean, they're probably the—I would say probably the weakest link of the three tag teams. <laughs> which is crazy because Kofi just which won is a six-month WWE title to run. say yes, exactly. And um, I, I mean, I think I've said my piece about Kofi and why he's not um, where where he's at. I've said that uh, many times. I think that SmackDown is going to get the win on this one. I could see the New Day winning this match. Yeah, seven-time champions. Um, I think, God, because I don't see the Viking Raiders getting pinned in this at all. They've built them up so strong. Um, and Undisputed Era, I'd hate to see Bobby Fish eat the pin on this one. Um, you think it might be Kyle O'Reilly that might, might eat the pin? Yeah, I, I could see Kyle being the smallest guy in the match. Uh, taking the pin on this. <sighs> Although I would love to see um, Kyle get, get hit with the Viking experience. Oh, yeah. That would be something. See, okay, so if they do the high-low on, let's say, Ivar, uh-huh. it's not that finish doesn't look that impactful to take a guy out that big. Well, it also depends on how he's being set up for the high-low as well because the rest of like he could get hit with the foreign object or whatever, and it staggers them enough to where the high-low does the job. Yeah. It also depends on how they play into the high-low. Yeah. Because if they hit it out of the code, no, he's not going to feel the effects of it. I'm going to go with you on this. I'm going to go with the New Day. I could be wrong. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go New Day on this one. All right. Up next, we have the uh, – let's go with the Fiend versus Dan O'Brien match. Um I'm going to go, I mean, you got to go with The Fiend in this. Uh, th- they haven't really done a, a whole lot to build this up. I've, they've had a couple segments at the Miz TV last week. Uh, Daniel Bryan had a, had, a, had a match with The Miz this week that got broken up by The Fiend. But um, they haven't really done anything to really reel me in in this and get me excited for it. Um, the Fiend, just based on what happened last month at uh, Crown Jewel, I don't see him losing to Daniel Bryan. Um, Daniel Bryan doesn't have a move like... I mean, he has actually, actually he has the running knee, um, but the, they've booked the fiend so strong he's not going to lose this match. So I'm going to go with the fiend on this one. So let me ask you about this match. So, you, so this match you don't think is going to be the main event? No, absolutely not. No, okay. Second to last, second to last match, perhaps. Um, it's going to be in between the five on five matches. I think. Okay, I think that's I, I think that's a fair placement because I think I I think with you I have Lesnar Mysterio opening up. Yeah, that's I could t- yeah. absolutely see that. See them opening up. Brock uh, wants to get back in his plane, go yeah, back to Minnesota as fast as possible. Absolutely see that happening. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with the Fiend on this one as well. Um, you 
you can't have Daniel Bryan win the belt after one um, one running knee strike because that would so kill Seth Rollins' character. <laughs> 13 curb stomps and a pedigree, and he still isn't out, but yet one running knee strike does it for him. Yeah. Um, and that's the problem that WWE has as far as booking uh, Bray Wyatt. They made him too powerful that if one finishing move ends it for him, then they automatically made Seth Rollins look like a complete fool. Yeah. All right, so you're going to go with The Fiend on this I'm going to go with The Fiend on yeah, this they, one. They, they, they got to keep whatever they're doing. Um, they got to build someone up to be able to challenge. It's going to be Roman Reigns. It's going to be at WrestleMania. And The Fiend is going to go back down to irrelevancy once Roman Reigns beats him for the title at WrestleMania. And it's going to have to be It's going to have to be one of the... Yeah, it probably is Roman Reigns now that, now that you mention it. <laughs> it's the only guy. God damn it. All right, let's get into the... Uh, yeah, let's just get into the five-on-five five matches. Uh, Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet. Randy Orton and Ricochet have been kind of at odds with each other, so dissension on that team already. Team SmackDown, Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, King, King Corbin, and Chad Gable. Um, they all just fought each other on SmackDown, so there's dissension there too. And then you have Team NXT, who has not been announced yet. I want to know who's on that team, because it's hard to kind of guess who's going to win this match without them involved. Um, and I hope to God they don't have a mixture of the participants in the war games. <laughs> you know it's going to happen. And fortunately, that might be the case. Oh, man. I don't know who's going to win this one. Uh, I'm going to go SmackDown. I don't see Braun getting pinned. I don't see Roman Reigns getting pinned. I could see everybody else getting pinned. Um, yeah. I think gonna I think, I think SmackDown's going to win this one as well. Yeah. Um, it's probably going to come down to Braun and Roman being the final, and another final thing, guys left. And another thing to consider for both um, for both the men and the women NXT teams is whoever is whoever we think may be involved with with um, in that team, they're going to be tired from tonight. Yep. So that will abs- that should absolutely play into the matches, into a lot of these matches, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So um, I'm going SmackDown on this one, um, just because. Yeah. NXT is going to be tired as fuck after the match. Who do you got, Dick? I'm going to go with the same thing as well. I'm in SmackDown team as well. Okay. Team SmackDown, it is. After that, we have the final. Um, this is probably going to be the main event, you think? First ever five-on-five-on-five women's Survivor Series match? Yeah. Uh, you tell me. Um, well, let's see. We got Team Raw, Charlotte, Natalia, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Sarah Logan, who we haven't seen in... I feel like months against Team Smack. This is like how thin it is. They have to pull out people we haven't seen in months to fill out these teams. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Team SmackDown, Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross, who I think is the team leader, which is weird. Um, Sasha? No, Nikki Cross. She is? That's what they were saying on NXT or on uh, SmackDown. Um, versus uh, okay, Rhea Ripley and four other women on Team NXT. Um this another another crazy match. Um, I don't know who's gonna win this one. Who do you, what do you got, Dick? This one, I this one, I is is also a little harder to call compared to the men's. Um, I think you. I don't. I don't. I don't see NXT winning though. I really don't. Um, I think it's gonna come down to either Raw or SmackDown. I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Raw this time because uh just I think they have the more fi- I mean really they have more firepower out of all the teams that are announced so far of the participants I should say you have Charlotte and the Raw the the women's tag champs on your team yes they have to win 
Um, I'm going to go Raw with you on I'm this I'm going to go with too. Raw. Yeah, I think the Raw women's is going to win. So, I mean, according to our picks, there's kind of no brand supremacy because it looks like they all kind of win um, going based on our projections. Um, hopefully... We're right. My well, except NXT is um, gonna not gonna win. I mean, I I, I think it's gonna be half and half, uh, Raw and SmackDown, um, and not so much NXT. I would again, I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if NXT gets swept in all the matches. I wouldn't be surprised with that either. Yeah, we gotta get out of here, dude. It's the show's about to start. Show. I'm not even gonna edit this. I'm just gonna put it out there and hope for the best. Thank you guys for joining us on another edition of the Put Me Over Podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week with the fallout of TakeOver and Survivor Series. Keep, 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 uh, I was going to say, I don't even know what I was going to say right now. But keep up the good fight for us, guys. Spread the word. Tell everybody you know to listen to this show. We appreciate it. We love you guys. And we are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcast. And we will see you next week.